G'day Raiders family, Berkey here and welcome to my post-match Manly review. A um, couple of days since the game, uh, disappointing, bitter, twisted, frustrated um, and that was just the five minutes after the game and it's, it's, it's mellowed and wallowed and festered since then so good thing about rugby league though is always next week and the Sharks are looming around the corner so we just got to refocus um, uh, uh, revitalize and just replan our uh, our structures and our game management in that game in a couple of days, which which was certainly lacking in the manly game. Look, let's get into the top ten. <clears throat> um, my first one this week is called "It's Simple," and we need to just be very simple and very structured in our game plan. Uh, we are still a learning and developing side in some areas compared to the sides over the last couple of years, particularly Storm, Roosters and South, who have been there for a long period of time. Uh, our game plan needs to be very simple. Uh, it, needs to be, it needs to be very uncluttered and very uncomplicated. On the weekend, we made it all those things and more. We made it cluttered, we made it complicated and we made it confusing. Um, looking at home, I could see where we should have gone, which we didn't, which was purely more down the middle third of the ruck, particularly behind the Manly markers for the first couple of tackles. We hit the edges first, second tackle way too soon, which we should not have done. But look, once again, it's only two points we lost. It wasn't a qualifying final, it wasn't a knockout final, and heaven forbid it wasn't a grand final, uh, where it's then too hard or possibly too hard to make amends. So... I think this week Ricky would have really kept it very vanilla and very basic around what our main strengths are and those are things we have to play play to. Like rugby league is a simple men played by simple it's a simple game played by simple men and that's what we've got to make sure that we remember. Uh, and most certainly we're still there, as I said in my in, in a post yesterday. We started the weekend at third and we're still third. So we haven't really lost anything other than we've got some other sides really breathing down our neck. All we have to do now is keep winning. That's the simple part. We just have to keep winning. Number two, I've gone for discipline. Now, it was all for there. It was all, it was all there for people to see on the weekend, certain levels of discipline which dropped off. I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that BJ uh, understood now what he did. Uh, he put the eye before team. Um, and in those circumstances, those types of ill-disciplines uh, moments either come from attitude or fatigue, so or maybe a combination of both. I think in BJ's case, it was it was fatigue. Like you can't fault his effort. He ran, I think, 80, 90 metres to chase down that play. He was just clumsy and sloppy at the end. I think that was more fatigue than a bad attitude. Uh, I think leading up to round eight, he was without a doubt the form centre in the competition until he had his neck injury. So I think at the end, it just came down to fatigue, which is sloppy, and he's now failed. He's, he's now basically uh, cost himself two weeks. It's also affected the team momentum for the next two weeks where we've got to bring Bailey in and bring Nick in. Thankfully, that uh, combination or those changes have been tested through the years it would have been hell of a lot worse had a, once again it been a qualifying final or a knockout final where that combination had been untested. We've had some we've had some backfilling done now where those guys are used to those positions. I think BJ will take a really long think about this. I want to add a subplot here. I think uh, some of the comments coming out of the Canberra Raiders forums on the weekend are a bit ill-advised. Uh, I don't think Ricky's going to drop BJ. 
I don't think he won't play till 2020. Uh, I think Ricky wants him in the side. I think the players want him in the side. I know I want him in the side in the semis. And I really think deep down, peeps, and you guys out in the forums and in forum land, and you know who you are, for those who may have been a little bit under the collar, I think deep down you really want him in the side as well. He certainly brings that X factor to our defence and our attack. Uh, look, it was one moment of madness, maybe two if you if you look at the Dylan Walker tackle as well, where he didn't need to tackle him. Um, but there are certainly areas there where, uh, once again, I think it was more fatigue than attitude that has cost him uh, and lack of game management. But I think deep down, guys, we need him in the run-in now. There's, we, we just can't compromise uh, sitting him out for the next or for the rest of the year to learn, to teach a lesson or to make sure his injury is 100%. His injury is 100%. Make no mistake about it. There's nothing now wrong with his neck. He's been given the all clear by a number of doctors, independent, not just Canberra. So we need to now move on from that injury, uh, cut him a bit of slack, knowing what he's done for us in the past, uh, and let's make sure we can bring that to the table uh, the first weekend of the finals. Um, number three, I've gone for errors. So while discipline crueled us on the weekend, Errors have well compounded our situation on the weekend. A few sloppy things coming out of our own half, drop balls, third man in trying to get the steal, which is fine, um, but we just got to make sure it doesn't lead to a penalty that would count as an error, and it did on the weekend with a couple of times. Those sorts of things are a work in progress. I'm sure Ricky pointed out our error situation quite succinctly in the, in the match review to our guys. Just certain players, certain positions on the field we got to, we never made a mistake getting there, but we should not have been in those in in those uh, in those areas, uh, and they could be construed as errors where players have missed their run or their timing to get there, um, and that comes back to my first point. It's a simple game plan, so we just got to make sure we really watch those errors moving forward, particularly obviously the next couple of weeks, which we just can't afford to have them in the spaces or in the areas of the field we had them on the weekend. We just invite sides in to have a real crack at us. Number four, I've gone for Corey Horsberg. I really spoke up about him against the Storm. I thought his game on the weekend, once again, was fantastic. Um, he's just now able to give us an offload. Uh, he's a big, rangy thing. The first few games, he wasn't really... He, he was head down, bum up, trying to just just to feel his way in A grade, which is understandable. Now he looks confident on the field. He's coming on. He's taking, in some sets of six, two rucks and getting an offload away. I just can't stress enough how much of an X factor from the bench those types of plays are for us because they're really critical for our momentum and they're really critical from our bench players giving us impact, those extra one percenters. I think Corey was enormous on the weekend coming in for Papa. I really liked his game. He was savage. He was aggressive with the likes of Tapao and Fanua Blake and, 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 and Trebojevic and those guys. And that's what we're going to need. That X factor from the bench is really, really, and I won't be able to drill it down um, seriously enough how important his play and the other bench players are going to be, whoever they may be, coming in over the next two to four weeks. Uh, I thought Jack's game, he's my number five in my top 10 this week, was once again fantastic. Um, I just felt a couple of times Jack could have taken the line on even more than what he did. The first half try that was disallowed, which was definitely a try in my opinion. I think the second half he could have squared up the play a bit more, trying to go back into that ruck. Instead of throwing left out to Jared uh, or to Nick, I felt he could have squared up the play quite a lot better with his beautiful left foot step back in behind that ruck. 
I think that would have given Hodzo a bit more time out of dummy half and we could have had Aiden Caesar come in right side into left side sweeping and still playing the plays with Elliot and Jared, but having those edge defenders moving across and giving a small space out wide. Manly, Manly drifted well. Uh, to cover off Jack and Elliot and Jared with the with the impact they have, uh, I just like to see Jack if those edge defenders are coming up quickly, is to go back in towards the markers and make them hold their ground and drift and get Aiden coming sweeping around or Hodjo taking the ball to that left edge if Jack is in the play the ball. Um, number six, the Manly way. Now, Manly played a style of football on Sunday, which was the way you would the way they're going to play their semi-finals. Their match play or their their game plan was their all to see on on Sunday. They want to be crappy in the ruck. They want to be all over you, legs and arms and hands and necks and feet, trying to uh, slow up the play of the ball. The final push down the refs. They're really testing the refs' patience, and if they can get away with it for the first ten to fifteen minutes, they're going to do it. They're happy to give away five or six penalties in a row, which they did on the weekend. The rest did nothing about it. No warnings, no simbin, no nothing. So Manly are happy to go to the edge before they change their game plan. They're really going to test the rest. So we have to really adapt to that if we do play them in the finals. Uh, and that's no certainty either. We're really going to have to be mindful of what they're trying to do. They're just trying to be dirty, uh, dirty in a way of around the rush, just slowing up our momentum. So... Even if it's a case sometimes now and then of a uh, of a voluntary tackle just to get up quickly and play the ball, the big thing that will stifle Manly is offloads. Uh, they do not like offloads as a lot of teams don't. So if we can get those offloads happening against the sides of Manly who like to keep it tight around the ruck, we're really going to test them quite well. Number seven, I've gone for Sia slash Denama Slui. I'm not convinced that that rotation's working. I think Dynamis Louis coming off the bench has not been as effective for our go forward as Dynamis Louis starting and bringing Sia on or Papa on. Uh, I just felt he looked a little bit lost coming in on the bench on the weekend for whatever reason. He seemed to take a little bit of time to get into the flow of the game. Uh, I felt it was a little bit slow initially to get into the, the speed of the game by coming off coming on after 20 minutes. I think my preference looking at him coming off the bench the last two weeks against the Storm and now Manly, I think he's better suited starting. I think he can pick up the flow of the game a lot better than bring Sia or Papa on after that 20 minutes who seem to be able to maintain that momentum or the speed of the game once they come on. I may be totally wrong. I just looking at the last couple of weeks feel that he may be better um, to start instead of benching. Um, the double chance at number eight. It's really critical, guys, that we get both wins the next couple of weeks. I'll cover it more in the Cronulla game. Uh, once again, we're still third. We've got a really healthy four and against. I think we're plus 80 over Manly, uh, maybe plus 60 over South Sydney. So things would have to go, things would need to be a train wreck for us to be overtaking on a four and against. We just have to win those next two. Double chance is enormous. We don't need to tell you guys out there who are very well educated or the players or the coaching staff how critical that double chance is in the finals. Number nine, I've gone for Aiden. Um, it was a it was an up and down game for him. Early on, he got he got uh, pickpocketed by Dylan Walker quite easily coming in off his line quickly. 
and he didn't adapt to that from that moment. You notice we went a lot more to the left side attack without really hitting Bateman or BJ or or Jordan. I don't think we hit them in a clean play the whole uh, the whole game. Um, we seem to be a little bit stifled once Aiden was getting smashed with those guys coming off the line of going that way to the right. Now, this is things we have to work on. If Aiden's getting smashed and we need to have Shamsik or Clockstack behind him, we need to give Aiden some options if he's getting an edge defender hitting him early. We need to look at ways around it. Think back to the John Bateman try a couple of weeks ago in the storm when Hodjo hit Bateman with a very long ball. Give him some early ball. He cut out Aiden, which gave us the overlap with BJ running straight back behind the nickel clock stack into Jordan in the corner. They're the sort of things we've got to adapt quickly on the run. So it may mean if Aiden's getting sniped with a quick moving defender coming up, then Hodjo needs to look wider to John Bateman or out the back to Shans. So we just need to be adaptable around those certain areas and make sure that we do have a plan B or a plan C on our right edge attack if we're getting if we're getting pickpocketed, if, if we're getting hammered pretty quickly. And finally, guys, number 10, we just can't afford to panic. We haven't suddenly stopped understanding how to tackle, how to play, how to attack, uh, how to um, how to kick and so on and so forth. We do those things beautifully. We've done them all year. Hiccup on the weekend, yes. We only lost by four points. Um, you know, it, it could have gone either way. The eight-point try, there were ups and downs in all that game, but we were still still riding it to the 80th minute where we could have scored a try at the end. So we just can't afford to panic. Just plan our work and work our plan. Plan our work and work our plan, and we're going to be sweet and cool over the next couple of weeks. Sharks into Warriors, fingers crossed into a qualifying final against the Roosters at the SCG. So Raiders fam, that's it for my top 10 this week. As always, I appreciate your love on my Berkey's Top 10 Facebook page. I really appreciate your love on my YouTube channel, Berkey's Top 10. I love your questions through Twitter or your podcasts are up and running. So hit me up on that um, and enjoy the listening on the on your way to work at the gym or wherever. Uh, and any questions, guys, as I said, just I'm only a message away or a text away or a tweet away. So guys, as always, this is Berkey. Lee Green, I'll see you on Saturday for my preview of the Sharks game. This is Berkey, out.